Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast, part of the Repurpose Network, where kingdom culture, real life, and technology intersect. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, and what we do, we talk to real people, pastors, leaders, engineers, tech people, manufacturers, worship leaders, all about church, technology, and provide solutions for a successful Sunday morning service. You ready? It's time to take a ride. Let's go. Yes! Yes, welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. You guys, you know, you, every time I do this intro, I could imagine thousands of people out in the audience is cheering you on. You say, who does he have on next? Who could it be? Thank you. And and before I even say thank you anymore, it's a couple of new countries that we had. I, we have... The Netherlands, I saw this morning. I saw Sweden and I saw Ghana. So, hey, I don't I don't know how to say thank you in your language, but if you're listening in English, thank you. <laughs> May the Lord shine upon you. <laughs> so <laughs> I know I'm having too much fun already. Listen, welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe, share. We have a power-packed show for you. Now, it is very, very important that we understand the the ministries in church. We have three. So this is what I'm gonna look, I'm gonna break it down this way. We have your tech ministry. We have your music ministry and you have your pastoral ministry. All of these things work together. Today, we're going to go down the Hatties and McCoys road. The Hatties and McCoys is the music ministry and the tech ministry. I got a guest who is just fabulous in her her lane. I'm going to break down her, um, her credentials. She's a professor. She's a voice coach. She's a singer. She's a composer. She's an arts administrator. She's a mom. And he's a child of gold. You got to drop the chin when you say it now. Drop your chin. Everybody practice. Drop your chin. Drop your chin. Child of gold. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs of all ages, please welcome to the program, Dr. Lori, Lori Hicks. Hello. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, my, my intros, my intros nuts now. <laughs> I'm over here cracking up, trying to hold it back. <laughs> it's all you. off the dome, all off the dome. I don't rehearse nothing. <laughs> That's the best kind. <laughs> Thank you for joining the show. I really appreciate your time. Those of you who don't know, this is our second time attempting to do this. So I'm letting you know that we we are we are convinced that this is for you. Yep. So how are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm I'm great. I'm great. I see you're you're you're, you're getting your diaphragm work. You're laughing already. Yeah. So. <laughs> and that's one of my warm ups too. <laughs> It is a pleasure to be here. I'm having fun already. I'm I'm, I'm glad we had fun the first time. We did. We did. We did more fun this time. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have more more fun, like more better blues. We have more fun this time. So 
I, I ran against you. I ran up on your, your stuff on Instagram mm-hmm. and I saw it. I was like, oh, wow. And you do these, 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 uh, these exercises. And I was like, that's different. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and I said, she got a little phone now. She's like, okay, come on, y'all. Y'all sing along. Oh, I can't hear you. I'm talking to her. You got to talk to her. I was like, I was like, I said, and I looked, I said, who's watching this? I was like, man, she got a big following. I was like, wow. And, you know, it's funny when you, when you, when you, you find people on Instagram and everyone has these little niches that you all kind of fall into. So your niche, how did you get from little girl singing in church? A vocal coach. Ooh, well, <laughs> little girl singing in church came up, sang uh, high school choir, sang there, sang in college. And when you go to college and study voice, you have to train classically. So um, I did my classical training in my undergrad, Kentucky State University, and my teacher there introduced me to opera. And I I went in kicking and screaming. But eventually (laughs) I got bit by the opera bug and then went on to get my master's and my doctorate all in vocal performance. So I went on to I just fell in love with how the voice worked. Um, I wanted to know everything that I could. And like I said, I fell in love with opera. I was still singing in church, but opera, I I really pursued that um, full time. And then. Once I finished my doctorate, I started teaching on the university level. So you're training voices, you're directing shows, you're doing all the things with voice. And then when the pandemic hit, I said I wanted to get back into just working more with churches, working more with individuals who are out here who may not have access to vocal lessons and vocal coaching uh, from people who have studied the pedagogy. So I got back into, I started doing live shows, master classes, went back to working with church choirs and things like that. So that's how I came from just singing on my own, training on my own, pursuing my own vocal pursuits, and then um, went on to coaching and training. You know, you, you, you dropped a a, a, a a real strong college term. You said pedagogy. You oh. know, I was like, is that a pedigree? Is that, yes. is that a pedicure? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Pedagogy is really a term that means the science of sing or the science of something. So Sci- it could, okay. you, what you do is a pedagogy of tech. I oh, okay. do the pedagogy of voice or, or okay, I'm sing. I'm going to add that to my vocabulary. <laughs> yes, pedagogy. It sounded, yes. It sounded, it sounded so distinguished when you said <laughs> You are a pedagogue. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so so how did, so you got to vocal coach, you went through all these, you, you went through all these stages mm-hmm. and I did some research and, and, and I, I came up with this, this question that I had. I, was, I just couldn't, didn't understand the answer. What is the difference between vocal lessons and vocal coaching? Mm-hmm. Well, with vocal lessons, that's someone I usually have over a longer period of time. I'm taking them and I'm guiding them through uh, the changes in their technique, the changes in their singing, and guiding them to uh, laying a foundation of technical singing. 
And and it's much more hands-on. It's much more long-term, like I said. Coaching, I'm usually getting in with already professional singers. Um, They're already on their grind. They're already doing all the things. And I'm just helping to polish more so with the coaching. And I am laying some technical foundations, but you don't have as much time to uh, reinforce it as you would in ongoing lessons. So I do both. If you need me to come in and like my class says, Dr. Lori, fix my voice. If you need me to come in and polish up some things, those are the coaching. And then if you're looking for more long-term help and, and taking your voice to another level, that would be more so lessons. What is the most frustrating part of a vocal coaching? Because coaching comes with a, a certain dynamic. Like me as a sports guy, I know when I'm coaching kids mm-hmm. or or athletes. Period. I can't talk to certain people. I did, and I do this at church when I'm and I have my teams. Mm-hmm. I can't talk to this person this way because they that person can't accept direct. Um. Direct talk. This person, I got to go around the block. Mm -hmm. This person, I got to go, all right, so listen, the dot is red. (laughs) The dot is red. Yes. (laughs) And do you understand that the dot is red? Yes, I understand that the dot is red. But if you you remove the dot, you know there's no more dot. Oh, I didn't know. This person, I got to go, listen, take the dot. Move move the dot. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you find? Is that the same dynamic in coaching for vocal coaching? Yes, it is. Um, You have to learn even more quickly people's temperament and what they respond to. Um, I am very direct. So when people are not really coachable, especially when um, I'm working with singers who've been doing it their whole lives, and it's difficult, more difficult to embrace something new and something that feels different from what they've been doing. Um, so if they're a little less coachable and a little less ready to receive instruction or um, something that's adding something different, then it gets really frustrating because otherwise, why did you call me? You knew something. You knew you needed something different. <laughs> right, right, And, right. you know, you called for help. So you have to be open. It's best when they are open to receive um, and to at least try something different, try what I'm giving them and um, then go from there. So, yes, and they're resistant. I'm not here for it. And I'm thankful to be at a point where I can say, you know what, this is we're just not a good fit. <laughs> <laughs> You know, no is a is a very important word. You know what? <laughs> I, I I think I've helped you I, all I, I can. <laughs> my mom just said, "I think I've had my fill." That's what my mom said. <laughs> I'm I, good. I think I, I think I've had my fill. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's the difference? I mean, coaching people like personally one one on one. Obviously, you, you're dealing with their personality and everything. You're dealing with their vocal style. You're dealing with their tonality and their register and their range. What's the difference between working with one-on-one or working with a ministry? Difference would be I can be much more specific with one-on-one and meet their specific goals and needs. With a ministry, which I enjoy doing just as much, um, I'm able to kind of cover the whole spectrum, the whole gamut. 
I'm making sure that I'm hitting all the points with one-on-one. If there's something um, in, in specific that they need to work on, range, like you said, or their voice is cutting out, I can get right to that. But a whole ministry, I have to make sure I hit all the technical points. I call them my five S's, uh, whether they're supporting, the, how strong is the sound? If, do they have the space that they need? Um, do they have the smile or the projection? And are they able to submit to what um, the voice needs. So I'm able to do it uh, for a full group. And then I start calling up individuals, but the whole group benefits from what I'm able to do with that one individual. Does that make gotcha. sense? Yep. Got yes. It. Yes. So, and I, I was watching some videos of you doing, um, I, I guess you, it, it was a ministry and I've seen a bunch of those mm-hmm. and you were like bringing a person, each person up one by one, one, one by one. Mm-hmm. And I saw this very funny video that went along with it. And it was like the gas pedal, <laughs> the gas pedal. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The music, well, I was like, this is interesting. Okay, this is interesting. <laughs> and heard that before. <laughs> never heard that before. I've heard the gas face, but I never heard the gas pedal. Yeah. <laughs> so what is the gas pedal? The gas pedal is specifically the muscle that stretches in the front of the abdominal. So it's called the transverse abdominal. And when I push up or when we engage that muscle, that's what really supports the breath. It really engages the full breathing mechanism. You've heard people say, push from your diaphragm, use your diaphragm. Well, the diaphragm is not something that we can control directly like I want to move my finger. It's the muscles around it that we have to engage and know how to engage and press up against to really get the diaphragm to work for us. So having that understanding, I know exactly where when, especially when I hear somebody, I know exactly what part of that abdominal structure is not being used. And it's usually the gas pedal. So I call it pumping on the gas. You get the breath going. And um, yeah, I'm not the only one that calls it that though. Because you was laying on hands, sister. Yes. You was laying on hands. Everybody <laughs> shot. You was laying on hands. <laughs> I apply pressure. I sure do. I sure do. And if you don't like being touched, I'm not the coach for you. I'm not the trainer for you. I like I I have to lay on hands. That's that's amazing. So those of you who are listening and in, in, in my tech friends, so all my tech people, I need you to send this to your music ministry. Send this to your praise and worship team. Send this to your praise and worship leader because you, you, you're getting a, 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 a grasp of the information before we get into the Hatties and McCoys because we're about to go there. So, me as a tech, there are a couple of pet peeves. I want to see if they match up in your world and in my world. There are a couple of pet peeves that bring me to death. It's being on time. What is it <laughs> with time and singers? Why just singers? See, ah, I got you. <laughs> I knew I was going to get you. I knew I was going to get you. Why just singers? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. This is it's across the board. But I knew I was going to pull my Hatties and McCoys. I don't see if they're going to get defensive. But when you talking about us, because y'all. <laughs> this singer right here, right here. <laughs> Is on time. It's early on time. That is the thing. Music ministry, I, I mean, I've, I ran against it across the board. So I can't even say tech guys because I ran against it across the board. I mean, I will be at a church sometimes, literally 
before the tech team gets there, the the leader of the tech team, before the band, before the singers, and I'm supposed to meet the person supposed to cut everything on so I can get everything right. That person don't show up. And then and then when I would show up like on another Sunday or something in the mix, I'm not gonna say no I'm not gonna name drop because you may not know you may know who you are. So I'm not gonna say who you are. But I had to have a conversation with someone to say, listen, you're stopping me ministering. I can't minister unless you minister. So you gotta be on time so I can prepare. So time and they need to, and that's the second one. Be on time, be prepared, be ready to work when you get here. So with that being said, how do singers or how should singers prepare for Sunday morning? Definitely. Well, well really backtracking um, with singers, the only thing I can really assume that's causing them to be late and not be prepared is maybe they're not considering their ministry as a professional you know, uh. avenue. Um, it, I'm pretty sure you show up on time for work because, you know, you might lose that job. Um, if it were, if you were getting paid and handed a check and showing up to a, a, a orchestra rehearsal or whatever, you would show up on time because time is money. And as soon as that um, or that rehearsal is over, everybody's packing up to leave. So we were taught that on the opera side, if you don't show up, like it, it, it costs the entire orchestra money. So that would be like my only uh, thing as to why singers aren't really showing up on time. But for me and for my students, showing up prepared means you're already warmed up. You're already ready to sing. Of course, you're not coming in putting on clothes and <laughs> unless you have time to change later, but you're already dressed and ready to go. So I'm up if I have a, a 8 a.m. service. I used to start a rehearsal that started around 1030 and I would be up at six so that by 1030, my voice is already warmed and ready to go. And then I started doing my warm ups at around 830. So mm. I'm already I'm focused on what I'm getting ready to do because I do see it as a profession, the min, a professional ministry. So um, making sure you warm up and you feel the voice is ready to go for long periods of time instead of walking in cold off the street. Whatever I need to eat, I eat well enough in advance so that my I'm not burping and <laughs> doing all the things when you <laughs> rush to eat right before you sing. So I'm making sure I eat well enough in enough time. I'm making sure I have my water and um, I'm focused on what it is I'm coming there to do. Great, great. So inside like the, the church dynamic when you're dealing with singers and, and musicians and right. tech people, what are the questions that singers have for the engineer that they probably are scared to ask that, that you think they're, I'm just assuming, mm -hmm. um, they're afraid to ask or are not sure about? I guess not sure if they'll be able to hear themselves, how loud or soft they might be, how much they need to project. Um, if they can hear the background music or if they can hear the accompaniment, um, that would be a big question. And not knowing, especially if there's not a relationship, maybe not knowing, um, make sure I can hear this or make sure I can hear that. 
Um, I don't work with a lot of monitors. I work mainly live music. So whatever I put out, I have to feel that and I don't have a lot of feedback. So uh, singers, aside from the tech, need to know how much energy they need to be putting out vocally to get the sound that they want and hopefully be able to trust that the engineer can uh, play off of that and give them the feedback they need so that they're not they're not pushing, they're not over singing and all of those things. So I guess that would be it. Can I hear myself and can I hear the band? Right. And, you know, you said a key word, you said a key word and the, the key word is trust. So let me walk you through mm-hmm. what I do mm-hmm. when I arrive, when I'm working with a singer. So we're going to, we're going to do a little role play. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to walk up and say, Hey sister, how are you? What's your name? My name is Larry Hanks. How are you? My name is Prentice. I'm going to be engineering. I, I'm just want to know what you would like to hear in your monitor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask you, you may say, give me a little piano, you know, well, what do you want to hear when your monitor? I want to hear definitely want to hear the keyboard and myself. Okay, do you need any drums? You want to hear any drums? You want to hear anything else in your monitor for rhythm? Probably not. Okay. For me, probably not. Yeah, cuz okay. I can pretty much feel the drums mm-hmm. and uh for me the intonation is more important. Okay. So that's really important for us because we assume when you don't tell us Especially if I'm watching the stage and I'm seeing that you're not catching the beat, mm. me as an engineer, I'm reading you. Mm. I'm reading your body language. I'm reading like how you're how you're responding to the monitor. Yeah. If you're if you're if you if you're giving the frown face or yeah. is it too much? Are you doing this? I can't really hear myself. So in sound check, I'm going to say this again, churches. Sound check mm-hmm. is before service. Mm. Soundcheck is not the first song, which a lot of times we run into as engineers because people don't show up on time. Mm. So now we have to figure out what's going on and figure out what you need to hear. Mm. This is for all musicians, all singers. Yeah. So what you all need to hear. So this way you're comfortable to minister so we can minister the best thing for the end user, which is the people in the audience so that the word of God through song can touch people. That's what we're here for. So I go, I do that with every person. Mm -hmm. I go to the drummer. I go to the guitar player. I go to the bass player. I go to the Um, organist. Whoever's, whoever's playing, I introduce myself. Hey, how you doing? My name is P. Hey, Prentice, you can call me P. It's easy. What you need, man? Like, I love your bass, man. You got a force between a four or five, five string. Man, I love that low B, man. I know you're going to hit it. I'm, I'm going to make you comfortable, mm-hmm. every singer. Mm-hmm. What do you want to hear in your monitor? Or, or if they have in-ears, like, what do you prefer to hear? I'm going to go through that. Mm-hmm. And we're going we're gonna to nail that in soundcheck. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time I'm done with soundcheck, not only are you comfortable, but you know you have somebody who cares about your gift. Mm. See, that's the whole thing that a lot of engineers don't understand is that when you're performing, and plus I've toured, so I know what it's like to be on stage as a musician, Mm -hmm. as a DJ, as a hype guy, because I've been all over the world doing this. I understand what it's like to shed yourself in front of thousands of people. Mm. It's, It's exposing 
what's inside of you yeah. to the world. And it can be frightening if you're not comfortable to stand on your own too because stage fright is real. Like if you don't feel nervous going on stage, I don't care if it's two people or three people or mm-hmm. a thousand people, mm-hmm. then you don't care. Mm-hmm. So you, you first you got to get through the stage fright to get into the stage. Then you got to get through the whole getting comfortable. It's no better feeling knowing that the guy or the girl mm-hmm. on the board gets you. Yeah. Yeah. That it's it's a language that you don't even have to say. I can look at the stage and read people and go, oh, she can't hear. Oh, this song, oh, this song, oh man, she's she's out there. Let me bring her back. Let me bring her back in the house. Mm-hmm. Give her more in the monitor. Let me read how she responds to that. Yeah. Let me read how everybody else responds to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm reading it so this way. And 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 normally when I when I start manipulating things and people start hearing things differently, people will start looking at the, looking at looking at me just like nodding like, okay. <laughs> and I teach them to give me hand signals. Right. Up, down, soft, that's it. Without letting the audience know that we're communicating. Right. Same thing with band members. Same exact thing. Right. We work out, we work out language. So for us, so what we don't want. Is to be thrown under the bus, mm-hmm. and especially when I, you don't show up on time. Right. So I'm going to tell you a story of, of the worst day. <laughs> I feel sorry for this gentleman. I must told the story a hundred times, uh-huh. but <laughs> but it was I was mixing at this church, and I went and did my normal thing. Hey, how you doing? 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 And this dude was like a like a peacock. God bless you. You know, one of those stale, you know, like the tips of the fingers, like grab the uh-huh. yes. <laughs> proper, prim and proper. And who who are you? Right, right. Engineer. I mean, yeah, we call them like, so Right. So I'm like, hi, how you doing, man? You everything good? He's like, <sighs> he wouldn't even respond. And I was a young engineer at the time. And still wore my um emotions. I can't say, you know, I was I was in the South. I was, uh-huh. this, this was in Virginia, and uh-huh. I was straight out of Harlem. Uh-huh. Okay? So, you know, Northern people, we real direct. Yeah. I don't do the roundabout. I don't do the meeting about the meeting. Let's, let's get to, let's get to the point. I didn't know that was a Northern thing. You know I'm from Detroit. It, <laughs> oh, it, it's a D thing. It's, it's, a, it's a urban thing. If you uh-huh. live in a city, we straight to the point. We don't do the roundabout thing. So, first song, I took him completely out of his wedge. He couldn't hear nothing. First, first song, I'd have snatched him out of his wedge. <laughs> he's playing. He's looking around. Oh, oh, now he won't talk to me. Right. Yeah, he's playing. Ooh. He's playing. Praise and worship is going on. Everyone's singing. He knows he's playing, but he can't hear what he's he playing. I what know he's what he's playing, playing mm-hmm. but he can't hear what he's playing. Mm-hmm. He's looking up at me, and I mouthed him from a distance. My name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wrong! Oh, the shade. <laughs> and, it, and then I slid him up, and he was like, mm-hmm. "So you know what happened next Sunday, right?" Good morning, my good brother. Morning. You know, good morning, my brother. I got Starbucks. <laughs> I got a couple of flavors for you. You gonna you what gonna learn you, today? What do you you gonna learn today? So that's why I say it's it's so important. To build bridges 
between these ministries because we support each. The AV ministry supports everything that you see or hear. Yes. Yes. It, and we're it, it all can't. here to serve. And Your service all... is no more important than that service. Right. 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 Just because so you, you got the voice of an angel, as mm-hmm. somebody told you, <laughs> doesn't right. mean you're without the technician. <laughs> right. We won't hear that angelic voice. Right. right. You anyway. know, another th- the, 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 the thing that used to get, I know I'm running my mouth, but I know the thing that gets me is that when singers don't sing it to the mic, like, can, can you explain that to me? I I need you know I need to find the couch around here so I can lay down. Well, is that when they're pulling it down? Or no, which? no. I'm talking about I'm talking about people like this. I don't need no mic. <laughs> I don't need no mic. My Lord can hear me. My Lord can hear me. But we can't hear you. God <laughs> <laughs> of the Lord is good. We can't hear you, Sister Jones. Please use the mic. I don't need no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why, why, why? <laughs> well, the messed up part is you're talking to an opera singer who was trained to project beyond a microphone. Anyway, <laughs> so I might not be the best person to give a, a reason, but that's probably because the Lord has given me the power to be heard. I don't need no <laughs> No, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's, the, it's the weirdest thing for me because I could be... Looking at the stage, said, "Listen, t- t- and they could be singing praise and worship and be off the mic like this, like this. It's here, it's here, it's here." Did you know that 177 million Americans listen to podcasts? You know, you can listen to podcasts anywhere. Most people listen to at least eight shows a week. So what does that mean for your church? Isn't the goal to reach more people with your message? You know, Tascam has been the choice of musicians, engineers, and broadcast professionals worldwide. And now they enter the new age of the podcaster, where they once again combine affordability, portability, and sound quality in one elegant package with the Tascam Mixcast 4. Isn't it great to hear the roar of the crowd behind your voice at the tips of your fingers? The ease of use and the portability of this hardware unit where you can have four microphone inputs, Bluetooth, telephone, and computer input all at the reach of your fingers. So do yourself a favor and go to your local retailer or retailer online and get yourself a Tascam MixCast 4 because the goal is to reach more people with your message. Now, if I had a full band, I would know I would need the mic. When you understand how acoustics work and how, you know, if you can't project past those instruments, yeah, you need to be up on the mic. But I don't know. It's the craziest thing. I mean... Are they old it, school singers or across the board? Be, it, it could be attitude. This is how I, this is how I used to sing. And uh, no one's going to tell me what to... I mean, I've had, I've had... I've gone through churches and singers just... Put hang their mic in front of the monitor and it's feeding back. And they're looking at me like I'm crazy. Sir, yeah. can, you, can you please use the mic? Hmm, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing. I'm okay. going to mute your mic, brother. I'm, going, I'm just going to mute your mic. I love the Lord and I love the anointing, but the anointing can only do so much <laughs> <laughs> with how things work. I mean, come right. on, people. 
This is how this works. Listen, right? <laughs> and follow uh, follow accordingly. Right, right. Wow. It's the. I mean, so many instances where it's. I. I. To me, I. I, I just believe that it's ego. Yeah. And it's pride. Um, Sometimes and it, and it's, insecurity. Insecure. And it's the same thing with engineers. I mean, I don't know the engineers that are jerks. Just, just jerks. Don't know how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Don't know how to relate with people. Have have no empathy for anyone that is so technical. They can't get past the technology. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, we're using we're using technology as ministry to evoke emotion. Mm-hmm. For God, mm-hmm. so you're using technic, you're using technical products and, and machinery right. in a creative way. So you have to look, you have to look at it that way. But yeah. it's, it's just like I'm pretty sure you know, you know, musicians that can't read any, they can't play without sheet music. Mm-hmm. And I know plenty of musicians that don't yeah. play, don't read. Right. And I know, I know ones that are both. Mm-hmm. But I know plenty of musicians that if it's not on the paper. They can't. They, they can't improvise. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Especially in the classical arena. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. it's a. It's, it's here. Mm-hmm. Rest. Like, That's no, what the composer wrote. Lo- that lo- is what I'm on. going to play. <laughs> You're like, what? What is that? If is if that? they don't see the repeat marks, that, <laughs> right? They don't see. That it. don't exist. <laughs> that don't exist. <laughs> to the head, like go back to the top. Top of what? Top of what? <laughs> like. Where, where, where are we going? The top of which you speak. What, what is the top of which you speak? Right. <laughs> this is crazy. But it's 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 so real that you, you you. That's what I mean. It's like it's so important to kind of understand who you're surrounded by. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you have to understand people, and you have to build bridges and build relationships. Yeah. I'm. I I love mixing. Yeah. Like I, I love mixing. The thing is, is that where I'm at now, I don't get to mix a lot because I have an engineer on staff. So every now and then I say, hey, listen, what you gonna mix the live stream? Maybe, 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 let me get my hands so dirty can, for yeah. a minute. <laughs> let me get my hands dirty. Uh-huh. You know, because now I'm on this executive position mm-hmm. and I'm like, I miss. You miss being them in the fight because <laughs> it's nothing. And, 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 and engineers know this. It's nothing like being on the seat of your pants. Nothing like your, your pants being on fire mixing. Yeah. Because it's the energy of the... It's like a boxing fight. Like, mm. you know, you're, you're jumping in the ring, but your opponent... Your opponent is you. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're trying to conquer yourself and figure things out and use, use technology creatively. You're trying to do all those things. And I'm pretty sure a lot of times when you're singing, things come out of you that come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. And especially if you're in the flow and you are with musicians who can improvise and you're just able to kind of take it wherever that's when the spirit leads, wherever right. the spirit leads. Yeah. And being, um, having been department chair, I felt that same energy, like you said, in this executive position where, uh, you know, I'm not in the classroom as much. I'm not directing the ensembles. I'm not doing those things. And you start to miss it. But that administrative piece is very important as well. That way people can do what they're good at and right. not have to worry about, you know, all the logistics of everything. So, right. Yeah. Right. All are important. Right. So how did how did how did Instagram play a big part 
in like where you are as a vocal coach. I'm seeing your courses. I'm seeing this thing called vocal wisdom. Like, what is that? Vocal wisdom is my class for uh, worship leaders or worship singers. And it's a six week course. We're in week two now and I'm breaking down vocal technique. I'm um, basically uh, basically giving you tools to study to be able to be wiser about your voice, how you're ministering, what you're using when you're when you minister, what to do when you don't feel your best how to prepare in warm-ups. I've got a whole page, a whole slew of warm-ups that they're doing on a weekly basis. Um, so vocal wisdom is being able to impart more knowledge and understanding about how the voice works so you can, they can use them in their ministries and not be concerned and also be more confident in what they're doing so that they give something uh, for the Lord to bless, so that they have uh, more sound and more confidence, more voice, for the anointing to uh, do what it needs to do. So that's vocal wisdom. Um, too many times I get calls or get messages from people who are like, you know, I've been singing my whole life and every Sunday I'm hoarse. And I, or in between services, I don't know if I'm going to make it through the next service. And those are the types of things like how can you minister if you don't even have a voice to minister with? So as individuals, it is our uh, duty to study, to show ourselves approved and to make sure we have the understanding of how the voice works so we can make it work the best for us in our ministries. And with Instagram, which, of course, I've been on forever, um, but I, the more I started putting out me actually coaching with people, there's one a video in particular with the gas pedal that um, is still going viral. But people got to see a much different, I believe, a much different approach to singing. I'm very hands on. Like you said, I'm loud. So I'm like the churchy. You amen. Yeah, push it. <laughs> so I'm hollering <laughs> in the middle of the coaching. <laughs> push that belly. Yes. <laughs> but um, I'm, it is a very different approach than I think people have seen in lessons where it's just very... You know, let's make sure we are doing this and using our head voice. Da, 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 da. I want people to be use the voice um, that they have. I'm not trying to change anyone's voice, but there are fundamentals that every athlete, every single uh, person needs to have so that they don't injure themselves so that they can go the distance. They can build their stamina. Like I said, build their confidence and um, they can continue to do what they need to do week after week, Sunday after Sunday, without injury or without strain. So how do how do singers just to kind of get back to injury? Because I've I've never heard that. I mean, I've ha I've had to like mix horse singers or or can tell when they're not in their best voice. And and what I do as an engineer, I try to protect them so this way. Say for instance, that I hear in soundcheck, they're not in their best voice, and I can tell this may be a little too high for them on this Sunday, um, and and they're not going to drop the key, and and she's she's soprano and she's a belter, and she needs to hit this this high, you know, C five or C six, like she got to hit it, and I'm like, okay, gosh, she is going to struggle. Um, let me. Maybe give her more on her monitor so she can hear herself more so mm -hmm. she doesn't think that she has to belt to get it out. Because yeah. sometimes you can reach a note without belting mm -hmm. and still have the same power and control. Mm -hmm. And then what I'll do is I'll tell her. 
I'll, I said, hey, listen, I'm going to tuck you down. So I'm going to give you a little bit more on this song. I'm going to give you a little bit more so yeah. you can hear yourself more because I, I, I hear your horse. Yeah. And they'll normally say, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. But that's that's the part of relationship building, relationship building bridges. I've been talking, we've been talking about. So how does how does a singer injure themselves singing? And I've actually gone through a vocal injury. A lot of times uh, they're singing while sick or um, these big belters, they're pushing their voice beyond the point of no return. They're pushing through the sound. They're not supporting the sound. So the vocal cords, which are two little tiny ligaments, are slamming together <laughs> instead of vibrating in a, a, a balanced way. Um, so they're designed to come together and collide, but the the pressure that we often put on ourselves to make a, a bigger sound ends up causing them to collide with such um, pressure or force that they can rupture. So um, you can develop a, a hemorrhage. You can develop a, a calluses on your vocal cords. You can develop polyps. Uh, nose and nodules, those are bumps that form that have to be surgically removed. And really the only way to get through that is complete vocal rest. There's no medicine that is going, mm. there's no tea, there's no throat spray that is going to heal that. Complete rest, just like you sprain an ankle and you have to get off of it, completely resting those muscles or having to go through surgery. And then even after surgery, you have to be Quiet, completely quiet for weeks. So like not if, speaking nothing, not speak nothing, nothing. It that if you uh, broke your angle and you're trying to hobble uh. on it, you could end up, you know, injuring it even more. So it's the same thing, and they're right here, and it's very difficult because we use them without even thinking. Mm -hmm. But um, in order to be able to avoid those things, knowing when to be quiet between services or when you're done. Of course, like I said, warming up because it's like an athlete stretching before a game. They're not going to run out there and start running up and down the court or right. the field because they'll injure, they could pull a muscle. The exact same thing happens with the voice and with singers. If you're not warming up or warming down after you finish singing, that's a new concept for a lot of singers. And mm. then being able to gauge how much uh, energy you need to put out in the middle of your performance so that you're not straining yourself. Athletes, if they go a um, hundred, if they're pedal to the metal and putting out all their energy for the entire game, they'll burn out very quickly. The exact same thing for singers. Um, if you are putting all your sound out from the beginning of the sound and you don't know how to use your head voice to what you were talking about before is a mixed belt, to where it still sounds clear and powerful, but it's not your full chest voice. You don't know how to mix that belt with your head voice. You're applying force and pressure to the cords that it can only sustain so much. Right. Wow. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm going to have a bunch of links in the bio. I know you've heard a lot of key phrases. I'm going to say this to all of my, all of my pastors, all of my um, tech people. Send this to some praise and worship people. <laughs> this you can send it anonymously. You you could you could send a block a block text to the whole praise team. Like listen to this, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 be fed with the knowledge. It's gonna be a lot more information. How can people get in contact with you? 
Instagram uh, at Dr. Lori Hicks. My website is lchstudios.com. Uh, let's see, Facebook, same thing, Dr. Lori Hicks, as well as TikTok. So I'm on all the platforms. Um, you can reach out to me on my website. And um, yeah, I usually respond within 24 hours and I try to hit the the DMs as, as much as I can. But yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I'm so glad we got to do this I again. Am. I am too. I am and too. before we get out of here, we have my favorite game. 30 seconds and gone. True, false, yes, no. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Who was your top three male singers? Top three male singers would have to be Donny Hathaway, Ooh. Luther Vandross, mm. and oh gosh, I might have to go with Usher. I know this is a church sound, but <laughs> hey, it's, it's singers. I didn't name it's not singers, one right? gospel singer. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to go with Usher. Usher, Usher. <laughs> so, who is your favorite? What's your favorite song to minister? My tribute to God be the glory. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is your biggest pet peeve for singers? From a singer. From a singer, unprepared. Unprepared, okay. Okay. Who is your high face. school mascot? Phoenix! Renaissance <laughs> High School, Detroit, Michigan, the Phoenix. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs of all ages. I'd like to thank my guest, Dr. Lori Hicks, for joining us. I had a great time. I hope you had a great time. We got to talk off script because we got we to gotta combine some of these stuff for a church. I okay. think that'll be cool. Okay. Think, Let's I do think, it. I think that'll be cool. So um, we'll say like I always say, keep God first in everything you do. See you next time on the Church Sound Podcast.